0: Episode four of flights, football, and anything else. I'm Dave, and I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? Better than most, not as good as some. How are you doing, Mike? Actually, Dave, now that college football season is over, well, almost over. Almost. I'm doing a lot better because for anybody who's been following us on Twitter at e p o d f f a, um, or listened to episode three of flights, football, anything else, my picks. At the pro level, let's face it, I'm a pro, Dave. I'm not an amateur. This, amateur athletics are for amateurs. I'm a pro, and I deal with pros. But our ice picks have been 6-3. and three. Um, Actually, 6-1 and one if you rule out the Vegas Golden Knights, and I don't know why I've been a, a glut in the last couple nights. I went with the Golden Knights at home as huge, huge favorites. And... They've shit themselves, election, boy. Yeah, shit, they had a seven. You know. at the end of a seven-game homestand, they lost their last three, and I picked them the last two. Figured, well, they can't lose three in a row at home, but yeah. they did. Yeah. Uh, so in non vegas Golden Knights games, we're six and one, six and three overall, and in division championship games, uh, so far we are three and zero. Oh, but we'll get to the NFL in a little bit. Uh, what do we have on
1: tap for today, Dave? Well, on tap we have three selections from. Uh, Cigar City Brewing Company. Uh, we've got the uh, Gaia Berry Citrus Pale Ale, the Florida Cracker Belgian Style White Ale, and the Space Pope IPA. Nice. Yeah.
0: I wonder if any of the three that we're sampling tonight will rival my two favorites of the pod, uh, Hopsecutioner or Z's Pet Polar Bear.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I have uh, I think um, – We've had a couple from Cigar City before uh, that we enjoyed, but um, we'll see.
0: That we will. Um, but before we get any further, we're on a couple of major platforms, Spotify, at Apple Podcasts, uh, and a couple of others. But uh, if, you, if you happen to listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please give, rate us or review us. Tell us how shitty we are. We don't care, but that actually helps because after all, Bad bad reviews are... Not bad review. Bad publicity <laughs> bad is better publicity. than no publicity at all. Come on, <laughs> but, dude, Wake up. Sorry. Yeah. Come I on, don't... Missy. This is no rest
1: hole. <laughs> I dropped the ball. My bad.
0: Um, but yeah, so without further ado, why don't we get to the Gaia Berry Pale Ale? Uh, Dave, did you know that uh Gaia Berry is a Mexican wedding shirt?
1: Uh, you know what? I just found that out before the pod.
0: Yeah, I knew that because you told me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, I was trying to figure out. I didn't know if, uh, because we had an um, agave uh, IPA before. And, you know, I think um, this could actually, this pod could turn into an educational adventure as well. Because I had no idea that uh, a Gaia Gaia Berra was a Mexican wedding shirt.
0: Nor did I. And it has kind of a champagne pour to it. It does. And before we uh, cheers this one off, a couple of our listeners said... And challenge us to put a over under of the uhs and ums by the two of us. Oh, yeah. At 11. At 11. So uh, after 11, we're yeah. gonna start slapping each other's knuckles with a hammer. So <laughs> that'll, that'll bring interest to the show. So no more ums and ahs from either of us, which after three or four beers, I'm sure the ums and ahs will freely flow out of my mouth. Cheers. Cheers.
1: Definitely a Citra.
0: Yep. Actually, almost tastes like a uh, weaker version of, um, and that um doesn't count because I'm trying to think of what uh, the beer is. Two-Hearted. A little Bell's Two-Hearted Ale flavor, sure. too, but just a little weaker taste. Not the knockout punch that Bell's Two-Hearted Ale has. So um, Very smooth. Uh, there's one,
1: um. 55, 55. Fifty-five, five point five percent alcohol and fifty IBUs.
0: now yeah, the, the, yeah citrus. I, I like to stay away from a lot of citrus in my beers. I like the uh, gut punch taste of the hop executioner and the the z's pet polar bear, but fairly smooth. Got yeah. a good flavor. Yep. Um, NFL action. Before we get to that. One last college game on the docket is tomorrow night's national championship game in New Orleans. The Tigers of Louisiana State are a five-and-a-half point favorite against the Tigers of Clemson. Uh, the line opened at 60 and, seven, 60 and 70, minus six and 70. It is now five-and-a-half and 68-and-a-half. And and so looks like the public is betting Clemson. And the under. I actually liked the Clemson pick last week. The line was at six or six and a half, and I said I will take Clemson in that point spread with um, that many points on the line. Clemson, who has won like a gazillion games in a row. right? When you can get a team, the defending champ, with that many wins in a row, getting points, what the hell. I'm going to go with it. And I actually like the the public says the under. I think it's going to be up and down because LSU can put points on the board because their quarterback is no slouch either.
1: Right. Well, I think, the, you know, based on the games we've seen, um, their defenses have been as much of a difference as their offensive capability. So I think if one of these defenses really steps up, I'm I would go with Clemson
0: as well. All right. So – that said I as I said as I said in the uh, intro, um, I'm not a college guy. I'm a pro guy and I yes I am aware of the word I just said. So <laughs> do not take my word. I'll leave the amateurs betting to the amateurs, but I do like Clemson plus the five and a half to six and a half whatever your uh, local odds maker has it for entertainment purposes only. Of course. Um, yesterday. How do I stop saying that word? I don't know. I'm, I think we're at four on the overrunner. My knuckles are going to be beat red at the end of this show. <laughs> it's going to destroy this pod. Um, going to be there's so, another one. We're going to How do be I be so stop that? She' so about it. San Francisco, Minnesota. San Francisco is 27-10. Last week, I gave the under, which was 45 and a half, so 27 and 10 for all you math majors out there is 37. So that's a winner. And then the nightcap was Tennessee 28, Baltimore 12. I did say, and I thought Baltimore would win that game, but Tennessee would keep it close. So I, I took the nine and a half as my play. Well, turns out didn't need the nine and a half as they won the game outright. Here's uh, two things that I got from the Saturday games, the divisional games. Yeah. Number one. Tell us. So, as I say, statistics are meaningless, can be interpreted in a multitude of ways. I'm going to lay out a scenario for you. And if, any, if our listeners have watched the games, they're not going to know where I'm going with this. But quarterback A had 31 completions for 365 yards and ran the ball 20 times for 143 yards. (whistles) Quarterback B, seven completions. Yes, this is NFL quarterback. Not, I'm not talking youth league football. So NFL quarterback (laughs) had seven completions for hold on to your seats, folks, 88 yards. And he carried the ball six times for an additional 13 yards. Now, if I just provided you with those stats, Dave,
1: right.
0: would you say, oh, little ESPN action in the back. We're sponsored by ESPN <laughs> now, <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen. Um, would you say, just listening to those stats, would you say the quarterback A, A or quarterback B was the winning quarterback?
1: If I was just listening to those stats, I would say quarterback
0: A. Uh-uh. Wrong, as right. yes, most people would right. say that, but that's just what I mean by statistics being for idiots. Because quarterback A was Lamar Jackson, right. yes, a lot of it was garbage time. Tennessee was in a prevent defense, sure, but Ryan Tannehill did absolutely diddly, right? But they won the game, sure, and that that's what makes Tennessee a scary opponent for the kansas city Chiefs
1: because all your metrics go out the door and you're just like where are they going to come at us from well we we know one area they're going to come at us from
0: exactly and Miss,
1: let's, mr henry with Miss, his samurai tail yes sir yeah.
0: and who's doing wonders for my fantasy team who i took with the second pick of the redraft thank you very much guys um second game saturday night tennessee 28 baltimore 12 no, that was that was the second game. First game, let's go to the first game. San Francisco kind of went as script. Nobody even really thought Minnesota would be there. Right? They thought it would be Seattle, Philadelphia at San Francisco, and then New Orleans at Green Bay. But here's what I, my take on this now. As um, you can put a spin on anything you want it to look like, but San Francisco in Week 17 had to play to win, and they played their starters to the end. And the Seattle Seahawks, who are currently playing right now, trailing at halftime, which, by the way, was my pick, three-and-a-half points, which is a loser so far, but game's only half over. All
1: right. But San you're a professional.
0: Exactly. So look for the Seahawks to come back in the second half. San Francisco played their starters, played to win, and played throughout Week 17. They came into their divisional game crisp, solid, and beat the hell out of Minnesota. Minnesota was really never even in the game. Flipped the script to Tennessee-Baltimore. Baltimore Baltimore had home field advantage, clinched throughout the playoffs, decided in Week 17, which, by the way, they did win the game. They beat Pittsburgh in Week 17. So you might say, well, what are you talking about? They won the game in Week 17. They They literally played nobody. Right. Um, in fact, uh, Harbaugh called me, wanted to know if I could give a go at linebacker, and I just told him, I said, John, I can't embarrass myself right now. I'm my knees shot, and I I just don't. You're want kidding him. me? How many more chances are you going to get? I if I can't give you 100, percent I'm not going to go out there, Dave. That's just my mentality. That's a good philosophy, but
1: you know they're gonna they're gonna rip up your contract if you.
0: They're, well, they're going to have to, but you know what? My pride is worth a lot more than any <laughs> NFL contract, so uh the the Ma- the Ravens the, the Ravens played their last meaningful game in week 16 against the Browns which they were awful in the first half came back laid it on won the game clinched home field advantage throughout gave their their starters off week 17 now Ingram of course was hurt
1: right. didn't play much
0: didn't play much yesterday so his, his was a legitimate injury so him not playing okay that makes sense right but now fast forward Through the bye week to yesterday, they were flat. Eight drop passes. You don't, NFL players do not drop eight passes. That was horrible. So, that was um, hard to watch. it, it, It was. And then, you know, they made it a game. And I do not understand. I know there are metrics out there, and all the coaches have the old when do I go for two sheet handy. It's 28 to six. Baltimore scores a touchdown. Why do you go for two there? Because you go for tu- – you score the touchdown, kick the extra point, make it 20 to 13, 28-13. Right. The score- answer to your
1: question is that's what the sheet said. Exactly.
0: That's what. The- but why does the sheet say that? I don't get it because now it's – it's if you kick the extra point, it's 28-13. Score again, kick the extra point, which in Baltimore's case is automatic with Justin Tucker. hmm he uh, so now you're at 28 20. Then you score a touchdown, then you go for two for the tie. You go for two when it's 28 to six, touchdown 28 to 12, and miss the two point conversion. Now you you still need three scores, right? So, yeah. so maybe, why maybe. is that mathematical sheet out there? I i dispute that. I mean. Yeah, there's data, and there's sheets, and there's theories, and there's uh, percentages. But when does the human element of, you know, in my gut, it's like, I got to get to one score. That's the name of the game. I got to get to one possession to have a chance at this football game.
1: Yeah, and maybe it was a, maybe it was a, they thought uh, they were, you know, momentum was building. They punch it in. Maybe it would be a gut punch. You know, but
0: that's yeah. grasping. Right? I mean, if that's what they're thinking, then they all should be fired. <laughs>
1: okay, I don't know because I'm, I'm, I'm uh, grasping. As I, here, as I, I
0: tweeted, John Harbaugh had the same stupid look on his face that Jim Harbaugh has every October, November when he faces uh, Ohio, Ohio State. State yeah. So, um, there's,
1: um an- there's another one.
0: Sorry, another one. What uh, the football games? No, another um. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah my knuckles is going to be bruised. We'll we'll edit that out when we learn to edit. <laughs> Um, there's another one, now you've rattled, you've got me on the ropes, uh, and which leads us to this afternoon's game, Houston, Kansas city, we gave out the over 49 and it was over in the first half, the fake punt, I don't know who called it. If it was strictly special teams or if it was the head coach had the blessing on it, Horrible decision. Game changed immensely. They had a twenty-four nothing lead and pissed down their leg and blew it. It's just inexplicable with the talent they have on offense. That with a twenty-four to nothing lead at the end of first quarter right. to get beat by twenty points is ridiculous.
1: <laughs> I almost, you know, and uh, I don't. I forgot what pot it was, but I ask you if some of this stuff could possibly be scripted because some of the some of the some of the things I see that happen, um, it almost looks like a, a purpose whiff tackle or a, a throw into the dirt when, you know, there wasn't that much pressure or something. But for these guys to lay that big of an egg in that time period, um, it was crazy. Now, that being said, um, you know, athletes all the way from high school, I'm sure, through college up through the pros – You know, when the pressure is on and the the, the need to win, (laughs) the need or the desire to win starts to mess with your head and get you out of your comfort zone or get you out of your mojo, for lack of a better word, I guess. You know, obviously, you know, maybe it can produce what we saw in that game because that was crazy.
0: Yeah, it could. But I mean, that's why they get paid. Million dollar contract. You uh, you can't. Yeah, I and mean, they went on their own thirty something, and went for a fake punt. Now, yeah, the, the guy from the Chiefs made an outstanding tackle. Mm-hmm. You know, just like the when you uh, in baseball when the runner go, the third base coach sends the runner from second to home on a uh, single into yeah. the gap or whatever. And the outfielder picks it up, throws a dart to the cutoff man. The cutoff man turns and fires a dart to the catcher, and you're out by a split second. Yeah. Hey, they made the play. You know, whatever. Right. But in that situation, it's just like you're up. All the momentum's on your side. You had the elusive Deshaun De- 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 Watson on your side, right? And Cam has got a good, but. Andy Reid has a history of pissing away games, so I don't know why Houston tried that fake field goal, which they didn't. It was a fake punt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, There's another one. Doggone it. But, uh, okay, so anything else about that game?
0: No, but the only thing on Saturday's games, back to Saturday. Yeah. Did you happen to see the interview? The post-game interview with uh, Richard Sherman, George Kittle, and it was either—I think it might have been Garoppolo, but maybe it was Coleman. No. Anyway, Garoppolo to Kittle. Yeah. There's got to be a lot of Eiffel Towers in the Bay, Bay Area in, in this day and age, I would think. <laughs> a couple of man rockers like that. Those are two good-looking guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's
1: a good thought i didn't you, have that one
0: you didn't huh? you no. you didn't notice how good looking jimmy grapple well, oh yeah was I got, yeah sure i
1: did but i mean it didn't yeah that's the first thing that didn't that go po- past
0: that that's the first thing that popped into my head was how many eiffel towers are there in the bay area
1: <laughs> i don't know yeah and all right mike well what do you say we rate this guyabara citra pale ale sounds like a plan what do you think on a five-point scale, one to five. Zero to five, I guess. We could have a zero. If
0: On a, on a five-point scale, I will go right smack dab in the middle, two and a half. It was easy to drink. No bitter aftertaste. But nothing that you would go, wow, I'm going to run right out and buy this again. So drinkable, Yes outstanding no
1: i'm gonna go 3.25 i liked it i like the i like the citrusy taste um i like the fact i think it did have a little bit of bite um those 50 ibus i could i could taste those uh what was the one we had where it had like a 50 ibu and it was nothing i mean I, i can't remember if, I don't. I don't know if it was an episode. Have two or
0: three. Yeah, I would have to go back through back my notes, through there, which, yeah. I, which I left at uh, Studio North.
1: North Studio. Okay. Uh, but I go
0: 3.25. and I'll stick with my standard two and a half. Great right smack in the middle. Nothing great. Nothing out bad. Nothing outstanding. Which okay. leads us to item number two on the prices, Right. Florida cracker. Belgian style white ale. Can they even say that? Seems a bit racist to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, <laughs>
1: I'm, <laughs> I'm glad we're doing this the second one. So
0: <laughs> not quite as hazy as a Gaia Berry or the Mexican wedding shirt. Going back to the first beer. Why would you name your beer a Mexican wedding
1: shirt? Well, I think you said it poured, uh, had a champagne pour to it. Um, I'm not sure why you said that, but it seems to be the first thing to come to your mind. It looked
0: like a glass of champagne. If that's why they called it a Mexican wedding shirt, then I'm a genius. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's not really a surprise to anybody. (laughs) Cheers. Oh God, that's awful! You can really taste the coriander, which is right on the label, and coriander is terrible. Oh, I, I didn't think we were get—I didn't think we were going to get less than Hazel's nuts, but I think I can tell you right now, <laughs> I've given you less than Hazel's nuts, because coriander is awful, in my opinion. Though so it's
1: named for the 18th century cracker cowboys God, of awful. the Florida prairie. The citrusy notes and effervescent body of this Belgian-style white ale make it perfect for any lovers of fresh air and outdoor adventure. Well, I guess
0: that's not me then, because this is awful.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, brewed with coriander and orange peel. I don't think it's that awful. I just, you know, that's where our palates take. I don't.
0: Then again, on your desert island, you pick major pain.
1: (laughs) True. Yeah, but I mean, and I also liked Hazel's Nuts. I, you know, I, there was something about it. Well, give,
0: enjoyed, H- but, give me Hazel's Nuts over this. This is awful. But I will not, I will not waste it. I am going to troop up, man up, nut up, whatever, whatever you want to get, go full set. And I'm going to finish this, but I will go hard and heavy to get this out of the way because this coriander is awful. Well, and I read, I read it when you we brought it up. Pre- what's
1: awful about I it? Hate, though, I hate, I
0: hate coriander. Just like somebody who doesn't like uh, Tabasco, somebody who doesn't like the taste of fish, somebody who doesn't sure. like the taste of cinnamon. Yeah, I do not like the taste of coriander, right, so. and this is awful. But like I say, I'm going to battle through it. I mean, I'm not going. I'm no quitter because after I all, think this is my favorite T-shirt, Dave. Yeah, is rehab is for quitters. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is like this is like a uh, this is like a f- flavorful um um you know bud light I mean I don't I, well, see to you, this
0: you're you're comparing something to Bud light that's your first problem <laughs> second problem is I'll tell you what this is how I feel about the Florida cracker if you've said I've got five Chris Ben Franklins they're yours. You have to drink eight ounces of Florida Cracker or eight ounces of somebody's tobacco spit cup. I'm probably going to drink the tobacco spit cup wow. because this this is this coriander is
1: <laughs> awful. Wow, it's nasty. I hate it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You, okay, so you must be like, for example, um, you know, I know people that that'll eat uh, that'll eat Brussels sprouts, right? If I smell Brussels sprouts, I'm headed in the opposite direction.
0: Well, see, then that's that's where this is my Brussels sprout. I okay. have no problem with Brussels sprouts, right? But this, it's just it's that taste is nasty. Got it. Um, <laughs> there's another one. So it's transitions, Mike. It's all about yeah, transitions. We'll get better. We'll get better. One day we'll edit some of this shit out. Probably not. College basketball. Rough weekend for Big Ten big time yeah, teams, right? I,
1: it it's following a pattern of you know as soon as as soon as the players start listening to all the all of the hullabaloo you know uh, on ESPN and all the sports networks and on all their uh, social media you know about how great they are and they get on national TV, which is you know, maybe what happened to the Spartans today against Purdue, uh, that's, you know, that it follows a pattern. I mean, if you've watched it enough, uh, you know. Oh, for sure. I mean, when athletes start hearing about how great they are and they have to go out there and, and perform to that level, they stop doing what they were doing before, or at least their mindset is not where it was before, and they start thinking about how great they have to play in order to live up to this expectation.
0: I think of the uh, four that I'll mention, Izzo's Spartans are probably the least concerned. They went into Purdue and just got drubbed 71 42, which is actually kind of embarrassing to score 42 points in today's basketball. And they, was- look, they, look like, in, they look like Houston's
1: you know, second half. Like nothing. They couldn't yeah. do well, yeah,
0: they weren't much better in the first half either because they were getting killed in the first half because I actually was watching that game. No, I meant it. the whole game was yeah.
1: like how Houston, yeah. Houston's second half.
0: And then also today, number 19, Michigan, went into Minnesota and lost 75-67, who I don't know if anybody had Michigan picked. Go, Devontae. Go, baby. Yes. Um, fantasy League. Yeah, sorry, listeners. We're, we're watching the Green Bay game live. And even though I gave out Seattle plus three and a half, uh, I'm still in the Fantasy League, and Devontae Adams is my player. So just scored a nice little touchdown there. Getting back to Michigan, though, I don't think anybody expected much from Michigan. And then Howard got him into that preseason tournament, which they won. Yeah. And they were really well in 10-0 and or 8-0 or whatever it was. And, you know, the name, like, Jawan Howard, who was a member of the Fab Five and then went in the NBA. And I think he played for like 90, 91 years, something like that. <laughs> and then they came out of nowhere. So they got a ranking. And so they went to Minnesota and lost. But then yesterday, um, that almost warranted because I'm looking at my notes. Number 20, Iowa lost to Wisconsin, and then number 11, Ohio State, lost 66-54 to Indiana. So all around, it was a a tough weekend for top 10, big 10 school, not top 10, top, ranked top 20, top 10, top whatever the ranking was, anywhere from 8 to 19. Michigan State was 8, Michigan was 19, and the other two, we're in the middle, except Iowa was number twenty, so I guess Iowa was not in the middle.
1: <laughs> well, if you listen to some of the analysts, they were going to tell you um, it was going to be it was going to be hard for some of the Big Ten schools because they're just going to they say they're they're really deep and they are they're it's arguably the best conference in the country this year. Uh, arguably, I I emphasize that, but they're going to cannibalize each other. Um, they're gonna, yeah. I mean, for sure,
0: yeah. And I think of the of the whole lot, I think Izzo will get them ready to play. Oh, sure. They may not win the Big Ten championship, but but they will get better. They'll get their. Oh, they still could three to six seed yeah. in the tournament, and they're going to be a tough out for anybody who plays them. Yeah,
1: I think uh, if I saw the the standings right today, uh, you know, Michigan State before the game today. Was five and zero, oh, and then the next best team had two losses in the conference already.
0: Right, so, I think Purdue hasn't Purdue beat Michigan and Michigan State back to back games.
1: No, they lost in overtime.
0: Oh, Michigan and, beat them in overtime. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's right. They were they were they were winning big, and then Michigan came back. Right. So yeah, a lot of talent.
1: It's going to be very very interesting. So,
0: which naturally, college basketball segues into. UFC 246. Does it not? Uh, (laughs) What what better segue is there than that? I don't think there is. Alex, this is for you. I don't know how pro day training allows for time off, but Saturday will Uber, me, you, and your cousin Justin, my son, go watch UFC 246. Conor McGregor versus Cowboy Cerrone. Any thoughts on the fight before I break it down for you, Dave? Or It's
1: going to be epic.
0: I'm a little nervous about that. A little nervous about the epic statement. Really? No, for a couple of reasons. Number one, Conor McGregor hasn't fought since October 2018.
1: Mm-hmm. So he should be fresh.
0: In other sports sense, he should be fresh. This is a sport where you're getting paid to have people hit you. And after being fresh for that amount of time, the mind and the body is like, ouch, I don't like <laughs> this guy hitting me. Because your brain's working different. Your brain's like, right. wait a second, why, why are you letting this guy hit you like that? So They
1: I'm do a, a, spar, don't they? I mean, well, maybe he's got headgear on or something like he's that, got, but you're still getting pelted.
0: But he's got so much money. And I love, I'm the biggest fan of Connor McGregor that you'll find. He's a loud mouth, trash talking, shit talking, in your face, I'm better than you. That's why I like the Miami Hurricanes,
1: right?
0: who really can't use that mantra of trash talking, shit talking, because...
1: They can't back they, it up right
0: now. They can't back it up right now, because they get pounded like a $4 <laughs> whore. So... Um, but McGregor had not having fought since 2018, you would think he would have fought a tomato can like you or I for your first fight back, generate some interest. Sure. But he's going up against Cowboy Cerrone, who is, you know, a barely above pedestrian 36 and 13, but he's fought four times in 2019. He's lost his last two by knockout, and he's an older guy. uh, Cowboy's 36, McGregor's 31, and I think it's a dangerous fight for McGregor because McGregor's 21 of four, and all four of his losses are via submission. 17 of Ceron's 36 fights are won by submission. So I think McGregor, I, I think it's... a in the best interest for UFC, for McGregor to win. Because obviously everybody... Oh,
1: from a marketing standpoint. Exactly. Because
0: McGregor is like the New York Yankees of baseball, the Notre Dame of football. You either love them and are all in, or you, you absolutely hate, hate them him. and want to see them His lose. Head ripped off, yeah. Exactly. So I think it's in the best interest of UFC 246 for McGregor to win, and I won't even pronounce the name of the champion... Because it's like nineteen letters long. Who that's who McGregor lost to last time in 2018. Now McGregor is a three uh, three hundred dollar favorite, and uh, the Cowboys a two hundred and forty dollar underdog. Yeah, I will <clears throat> go on record here in episode four, and say I will lay my money on the long shot and take the Cowboy plus $240. Mm-hmm. So for every $100 I bet, I'm winning $240. It's I just don't see – it looks almost like a cash grab for McGregor, and it pains me to say it because, like I said, he, I love the guy. He's funny. And he's right, actually right. fun to watch, the Irish accents, the bomb. He's got his own whiskey. And for that little stretch there in 2016, yeah. he was the man. Just beat the hell out of everybody. Oh, yeah. And he's a fun media, but I just think the layoff's too long. Uh, Cowboy's last fight was September of 2019, Mm -hmm. so he's in there. Sure, he's gotten beat, but he's 36 years old. That's what he does. I mean, he's a very good tomato can, but he's dangerous. Right. So, Alex, throwing it out there, if your training schedule allows, we will uh, watch the fight at B-dubs. I was excited at first because it was, it says it's an ESPN Plus fight. Sure. I'm like, oh, yeah. sweet. Yeah. ESPN Plus, I paid $5.99 $5. $5. <laughs> $5. a month for that. And yeah. I'm getting a pay per view, that's right. awesome. I and did my the son, same thing. My son said to me, but yeah, but you still got to buy the pay per view, Dad. Right. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, maybe we'll just go to B Dubs then. <laughs> so, Alex, Uber, home. We'll worry about that later. And we'll see if, I'm sure B Dubs has Crown Black. Well, sure. Dave, uh, you, want, you want in? Yeah, we'll see. I don't, That's know. Saturday, so a pussy. I don't know. Let's go. <laughs> I know. UFC 246. How many of the other 245 UFC fights, how many have you ever seen? Um I've probably seen like maybe one or two more than you, because I've seen like two. A small fraction. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Not many. Um so if if Connor is pretty comfortable in his lifestyle, like you said, he's got his other financial ducks in a row and you know, he's he's like a lot of other professional athletes. He's got a, if he's got his whiskey company, if he's got his restaurant, if he's got it, you know what I mean? And so, you know, getting to the highest level isn't as motivational anymore. Yeah, I could see him getting to the point where Cowboy's beating on him and he's not going to. He's not going to fire up to that next level. Now, if it's a pride issue and he still has it in his head that he wants to get back to the top. If he still thinks he's got enough in him and he's only what, like you said, 31. Correct. You know, if, if he's still, if that's a thing for him and I don't know if it is or it isn't, I haven't seen any or heard or seen any interviews. Then, you know, he might, you know, if Cowboy starts teeing off on him, um, you know, he might take it to that next level. He might use some of that experience that he has. um, Some of that, some of that intensity and some of that swagger to to take it to the next level, and then you know reverse it and start teeing off on him and try to get the win.
0: Oh, absolutely for sure, I agree with that. I'm just saying if if I'm going to bet money on it, I'm going to play the odds that the the, the ring Ross. I mean, there's yeah. I mean, there's no I got you. There's no substitution for being in there and having somebody pound on your face. Not that I know because I'm not a fighter, but you would have to think that what I have the date, October 6, 2018. That's his last fight. That's a wild so idea. October yeah. 19, that's a full year. I see your point. And, it's, and I'm just saying the bang for the buck, you know, you throw a couple hundred dollars on a cowboy and all of a sudden McGregor tires a little bit. Cause as Mike Tyson once said, everybody has a game plan until get hit in the mouth. So, you know, and I can see McGregor just kind of sucking. Is that a win.
1: t-shirt somewhere?
0: Should be. I'll wear, you know, I'll alternate them. My one t-shirt rehab is for quitters. Next one is everybody has a game plan until get hit in the mouth. All right, Mike.
1: Anyway, let's rate this Florida cracker from uh, Cigar City Brewing.
0: All right. Well, no secret here. Nope. What do we what have we tasted? Nine, 10 beers on our four pods, whatever it is. Clearly the worst. I'm going to go a one. I for the no other reason. I this coriander taste, it's disgusting to me. It's a one. All
1: right. I'm going with a two. And uh for a 50, 5.5. I don't know why I keep saying 55. 5.5% with uh, 18 IBUs, uh, you know, if that's your thing and you don't mind coriander, you could, you know, you could down a few of these, no problem. Can
0: Cigar City Brewery sue us for four. the poor ranking?
1: I don't know. They can't. No, I'm pretty sure they can't. Yeah, fuck them if they can. <laughs> okay. Uh,
0: next one on the docket, we've got uh, Space Pope. A little Space Pope. Hi. India Pale Ale. Now we're talking, David. All right,
1: 7.3% alcohol with 57 IBUs. Let's go. Into our IPA specially made glasses.
0: Not quite as hazy of a pour as some of the other IPAs we have sampled. No, I would agree with that. But not clear either. So... I think pretty standard. I'm very, 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 to our listeners, I am very, very disappointed with my pour here. It did suck. So as Dave and I wait for the head to go down a little bit, the only game we know about next week in the NFL is the Tennessee Titans at the Kansas City Chiefs. And believe it or not, Vegas already has an opening number on that game. And it is the Kansas City Chiefs, a a 7.5 point home favorite with an over-under of 52. Since we will not have another pod between now and the game time, I'm only going to give a a very basic one-tap pick. Momentum's key. Tennessee and Mike Vrabel has Tennessee playing like they want it. They beat New England, the defending champs. They went into Baltimore and beat Baltimore, who everybody was gaga over, including myself. So I will take the Titans plus the 7.5. Over-under, not really sure on because I think Tennessee is going to try to slow it down. So I'm going to stay away from the over-under, but I will take – The Titans plus the seven and a half points. That hook is huge. If it drops to seven or lower, don't go there. Opening number, seven and a hook. That hook is huge.
1: I got to stick with KC. Like I said before in uh, the last pod, 50th anniversary of Kansas City winning their Super Bowl championship with Uncle Lynn Dawson uh, at the helm as quarterback.
0: Uh, Hank Stram, the coach, right? I think so.
1: And uh, I just – I don't know. I think I think they've got great momentum. I actually think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be more than 52, to be honest with you.
0: Well, as long as it's Mahomes to Kelsey, I, I hope you're right, Dave. But I don't – I don't know. Tennessee has to play the ball with pounding the ball right down your throat with Henry, which shortens the game. Sure. Because the clock's always True. running. So 52 is a big number. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just not going to endorse the pick. All right. Head settled. Space Pope on edge. Let's roll. Cheers. Nice. Now there, there's something Cigar Brewing can be proud of. Unlike the the old Florida Cracker. How did Florida Cracker even get in Cigar Brewing's arsenal compared to Space Pope?
1: If they're trying to please uh, a larger...
0: You yeah, know. the three coriander coriander fans <laughs> in the world. I mean these two, these two beers aren't even comparable. It's like you wouldn't even. It's like Nightingale. You wouldn't. No, even think but the this same is a part.
1: true. This is a true IPA though. It's it's got the hoppy. You know, it's got a little bitterness to it. You know, a little it, bit,
0: a little. But that's what you're actually going for with. And you go with the IPA. If You're
1: picking up an now, IPA, sure.
0: You know, we always refer back to the old tree for madness. That's gut-wrenching bitterness yeah that's i mean yeah. that's just awful bitterness but right. I, it's just weird that
1: but you got to remember the the florida cracker is not an ipa
0: though it's not an ipa it's just a shitty beer <laughs> <laughs> but okay. why would you put coriander in beer anyway that's a whole nother pod because altogether. maybe somebody likes coriander well then there they will not be a cast on our show <laughs>
1: Their data their data suggests that there was enough
0: speaking of which if you would if you are interested and I already in, know what you think if, about data if you're interested in being a guest on our show feel free to tweet us at what is our Twitter handle at epod, E-Pod. FFA <laughs> yeah at epod FFA if you're interested in being a guest tweet us and we'll work timing in for you
1: absolutely so um yeah so we're definitely happy with this we'll rate it here in a minute Uh, I've got a question for you, Mike. Uh, This is the segment of the show where we have our random question of the day. And my random question to you is, what is the best sporting event you ever attended? And what made it the best?
0: Fairly easy, Dave. The family and I, friends and I, wife and I made many baseball trips. And easily, without question... My favorite is when the four of us watched a game in Fenway on the Green Monster. Unbelievable experience. If, you've, if you're if you a baseball fan, you've watched games before, you, you will never have a vantage point like you have from the Green Monster, even if you're not a Red Sox fan. You could be a fan of the Philadelphia Phillies and go see a game between the Red Sox and the Indians. And the vantage point from the Green Monster, no minimal lines at concessions, minimal lines in the bathroom, because there's only 350 people out there. And, I mean, you, talk, cool. you know, yeah, Very cool. Pricey, but very, very cool. And of all the memorable baseball trips we've had, that easily is my greatest experience.
1: Um, I would have to go with – I can't exactly remember how old I was, uh, but my dad said, hey, you want to go to a Lions game? And this is back in the, um, it was either late 70s, early 80s. So I'm saying like 70, 78 through 82, probably not that late, but uh, he said, you want to go to a Lions game? I said, sure. So we go to the Lions game and he uh, at the time was working for Spartan stores in Grand Rapids and he had gotten tickets through Kraft Foods. Now, Kraft Foods had a box, um, executive box, at this, um, Pontiac Silverdome. So I got to sit up in the box. You know, you had the monitors, all you can eat, all you can drink. Obviously, I wasn't drinking alcohol at the time. But uh, but just to be up in the box, you felt kind of special. You know what I mean? I yes. had waiters yep. and waitresses walking around asking you if you wanted anything to eat or drink or uh, and the Lions beat Dallas that day, so uh, that was kind of that was kind of cool. The Silverdome was rocking, so that was the that's the best I've been to. I haven't been to near as many because because you've been to all the ballparks or almost all the ballparks except Houston and Colorado. Except Houston and Colorado.
0: But sitting in the suite, I've had a couple of sweet experiences experiences not s w e e t but s u i t e experiences and Yeah, they do add a little something extra, you know, when you have the the individual bathroom, the the eats, and the the extra elbow room and leg room. So, yes, those do add to the uh, experience. I would agree with you there.
1: So having uh, those of you listening out there, you can think about your best uh, sporting event that you attended and your experiences there. Talk amongst yourselves. Uh, Do we want to rate this one? Uh, We're we're almost finished with this, but
0: uh, I'm ready to rate it.
1: You ready to rate it? Let's go. What do you you think?
0: Solid three point seven five. If we're going to stay in quarter increments, I can't go. You can go
1: wherever you want, Mike. It's your pod.
0: All right, then let, give me a 3.89. It's not quite a four. It's number three on our list. I'm still behind Executioner and Z's Pet Polar Bear. But this, the old Space Pope IPA, something I could sit and drink all night long until I fell off my stool and somebody threw the old T-shirt of rehab is for quitters over my face.
1: Yeah, I'm going to give that a 3.5. Uh, it was good. I enjoy it. A little bitter, uh, probably a little more bitter than the 57 IBUs, but, uh, but yeah, 3.5, I think is, uh, is where I'm going to be at with that one. So that brings us to maybe what's going to happen, what we think is going to happen here. Well, Uh, you already covered that a little bit.
0: Yeah, hopefully next week we'll get together, same time, same channel. Uh, unlike my friends at Don't Forget the Popcorn, who it's kind of my inspiration for doing a pod and had the luxury of taking the last month off. They said they were taking it off through the holidays, but apparently they must have met Martin Luther King Day because I still don't have my latest episode of at Don't Forget the Popcorn. Uh, probably get together next Sunday, next Monday to discuss and the championship games and lead into the Super Bowl. But I, for now, I am out of beer. And as the late, great Stuart Scott said, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here.